thought about a three. Now drives to the hoop and slams it home. Robinson auf Gaffney und er trifft zu seinem vierten Dreier und Berlin geht mit einem Dreipunkt Vorsprung. Ten seconds. Seem is going to take it himself. Seem off. Tony Gaffney. And I'm Peyton Siva. And you're listening to the Ball Around the World podcast. So for today, we got a really unique guest on hand, former teammate and good friend of Peyton and mine, Malcolm Miller, straight out of Laytonville, Maryland, philosophy major, graduate from the College of the Holy Cross, the NBA's first two-way contract player, just something that the NBA just instilled a few years ago. And Malcolm just so happened to be the first ever player to sign uh, one of those deals. Malcolm also had the luxury and pleasure and worked hard enough to be a part and win an NBA championship, which very few people can say uh, with the Toronto Raptors. We're going to get into Malcolm and we're excited to have him on with us today. But first and foremost, Peyton is going to give you his roundup of his his la latest game in EuroLeague. Uh, for those of you that don't know exactly what EuroLeague is, I'll actually let Peyton explain it to you because it's it's the best basketball in the world outside of the NBA. Uh, but we just kind of assumed everybody knew what it was. And well, that was kind of stupid of us. But <laughs> Pete, go ahead and... Uh, give a little rundown of exactly what EuroLeague basketball is. Yeah, for those who do not know what EuroLeague basketball is, EuroLeague is an international competition here in Europe. So for the teams in Europe, you have your domestic league, which is your local country league. You know, you have your first division, second division, third division, and so on. But in Germany, it's the BBL. So we play in our domestic league, which is the BBL. And then you have international competitions, which is where teams from each country participate in, in different type of international competitions. You have the Euro League, you have the Euro Cup, Basketball Champions League, you have FIBA Euro Cup, just to name a few. But the thing that makes the international league so special is that it's usually the top teams that participate in these competitions and what makes EuroLeague so special is it's usually the top teams the very top teams I would say the one two top teams in each country that participate so in Germany you typically have Alba Berlin and Bayern Munich who participate in you have in Spain you have four teams you have the Barcelona, the Real Madrid, the Valencia, Bosconia. You have the top teams from Israel. You have the top teams from Russia, Turkey. So it's a it's a fun competition that we get a chance to participate in. And it's arguably the second best competition in the world. There's no argument. <laughs> no, no argument, really, but it's the you're second being best. You're being modest. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's the second best competition in the world behind the NBA, where you get the top talent guys who aren't in the NBA who are participating in the Euro League night in and night out. So to give you guys a breakdown of 
what happened this past weekend, EuroLeague, we played our rival team, uh, Bayern Munich, and took another tough loss. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. I won't be playing that too much, too many times more, but it, it was a good game. Uh, we came out strong. Just to give you guys a recap, we came out strong. We came out aggressive. We, we were making our shots, but just like the first game, it happened again in the second game where in the second quarter, we lost that quarter 31 to nine and we were trying to play catch up the rest of the game and against especially teams in EuroLeague, it's almost impossible to do. And with Byron, they have a really good coach who were had their team ready, ready and prepared for this game. They just played a lot more physical than us. They seemed like they made every single shot in the in the game, pretty much. And, you know, they took us out of our offense. They went down low in the paint and we struggled big time this game, but we learned a lot about ourselves. And with these losses, with every game, win or lose, you have to take some of the good things and some of the bad things, but continue to learn and improve from them. And with us, I feel like we have a pretty young team, not a young team, but fairly new team with about six new guys on our roster this year from the last and everybody's still getting acclimated to the system and playing for coach Aito is a fun style of play. Don't get me wrong, but it's also a very difficult style of play just because of the fact that with his style of play, it's not very mechanical. You're not coming up down the court, running a half court set, playing very robotic. It's a very free flowing offense where you have to be able to read and react on what the defense gives you. And like I said, it's a tough type of system, but it's a fun type of system to play in. And I think, you know, when he came to Alba, I really fell in love with basketball again and really enjoyed playing that type of style because you're constantly learning new things every game, every day in practice. And you're out there actually reading and it's challenging and it's fun to play. So. For us, what we have to do is we just have to create an identity. We have to get guys on the same page and, you know, just continue to go out there and have fun. Uh, I think that will come with time. I think that will come with experience, but I'm really looking forward to this season. I think we have a really good team. We have really great guys. Our chemistry is really high still. And I think that's what makes us. So we got to take these early losses on the chin, but we have to continue to work, improve, and just trust in the process. And I think that's the biggest thing for us. And I'm really looking forward to this year, man. Uh, hopefully I can come back with to you guys with more wins than losses, but it's, uh, it's, been, it's been fun so far, really learning and getting in a group with our new teammates. But so far we've just been playing in EuroLeague, not a lot of preseason games. We haven't played in our domestic league yet. That'll come up in the coming weeks, but these first two EuroLeague games were lost. And now we play two tough EuroLeague games with Efes and Cheska Moscow, who are led by two very good players. And, you know, I'm looking forward to it. It's going you to guys be a, traveling? You guys traveling for those next games? Or are they home games? Or what's up with that? So we have one home game against Efes. Mm -hmm. And then we travel on the road, go to Cheska Moscow. So See, it had to have been had to have been tough without with very little preseason, right? Because you guys have a fairly new not a fairly new roster, but when you get teams that bring back their entire roster for three, four, five straight years, you guys have 
some new players that you guys have to kind of get acclimated and get uh, put into the system still, correct? Yeah, so that's the tough part about it. You know, when you're changing uh, so many players, whereas the last year we had a couple guys who came back who were with the team for a couple years, but they left uh, most uh, other EuroLeague teams, other teams in uh, Germany, but we brought in a lot of good new talent. It's just they are getting used to our system and our style of play, and that's going to take some time. And with the short preseason, with a not a lot of games under our belt in preseason due to COVID, due to travel restrictions. Uh, it's going to take some time, but, you know, we're learning on the fly and each day we're getting better and better. Everybody's pushing themselves. Everybody has good attitude on the team. No one is, you know, bickering, crying, or this, that, or the third. So it's, right. it's really good, man. I, with the culture that we have here, I really enjoy playing and I really enjoy the guys that we have. Just got to get them acclimated to the style of play. And once we do and get rolling, it's going to be a, a fun ride. Once you guys start winning some games, you'll be able to enjoy that travel. Because, again, for those of you that don't know, EuroLeague is you're not just traveling to the best basketball organizations outside of the NBA, but some of the best cities, Barcelona, Madrid, Milan, Tel Aviv, Moscow, Berlin, Munich, the list of places you get to travel to goes on and on it's uh you're you're again being paid to play basketball but you get to really see the world too so p's been really fortunate enough to see the the, the best cities in the world so. for sure i i mean i would have never thought that basketball would take me around the world and to take me to the places that i've seen so i'm very grateful for that i'm very honored but without further ado let's introduce our guy let's get to our guy malcolm miller our former teammate here at Berlin. Looking forward to speaking to him. Let's get into it. Mr. Malcolm Miller. How's it going, man? What's up, Peyton? I'm pretty good. Good to be here. Be here with you guys. Good to see you guys. It's always great to see you, man. What's new over there? You enjoying uh, your off season? How, you got to tell us a little bit, a little bit about that uh, NBA bubble experience. Uh, you enjoying the off season so far? Oh, yeah, I can definitely tell you about the bubble experience. But, you know, I'm back home. It's always nice to be with the family. You know, I was gone for so long, just isolated in the bubble. So right. it's always nice to be around family. It's nice to, you know, be here working out and have a, you know, regular routine back home. Right. Not restricted to what was that? What was that bubble like? Was it a. Uh... Because people hear the, the, the term bubble and they think they're living in some sci-fi movie with the, <laughs> a shield over your head. <laughs> nah, I mean, we have free range. There's basically the uh, three resorts and we were at the uh, Grand Destino in um, Coronado Springs. So, I mean, we basically had full range of that resort, but anytime we wanted to go anywhere else, we, was, we had to take a bus to like the practice facilities bus to the games and stuff like that so i mean on the facility they had i mean on the land they had like fishing like cornhole outdoor activities cool. and then you could take a bus to golfing and stuff like that so i mean the actual like campus we were in was was pretty solid i mean i think i think it was nice um for what it was you know we were kind of staying in hotel life you know not living at your home there was no real like home court advantage even though you know you got your your logo and stuff on the screens, but at the same time, it was it was solid. It was solid. You know, not the best, but you know, could have been worse. I can tell you that 
I much rather would have been in you all's bubble than the bubble that I had to be in when I went out to Munich for to finish the German league and the BBL. <laughs> our in, our oh, bubble yeah. was straight in a hotel. There was no free range. You can go no outside fishing. to get a little bit. There, there was no fishing, but they did have a golf simulator, which was amazing. So shout out to them. And uh, yeah, but much rather have been at Disney than. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can comparing it to that. Yeah, I, I, I guess it was a little, a little better. You know, <laughs> the food situation started out rough for us, but then it got better. Then we were able to order outside meals and stuff like that. So comparatively it was it was probably solid but overall you know being in a bubble just you know, yeah yeah being, <laughs> being in a bubble for sure let's let's go a little bit back malcolm just wanted to talk a little bit about your college experience you went to holy cross how how was that mm-hmm. uh holy cross was good um started off you know Originally, just getting to Holy Cross was a tough road for me. You know, I was highly under under recruited, and then I ended up having like a big break, uh, one live period in July before my senior season. Went from like zero offers to like fifteen offers, twenty offers. So, you know, getting into Holy Cross was the challenge itself. And then once I got there, you know, it was it was it was a good time. You know, socially, it was a good environment. And then, you know, with my coaches and everything, Coach Brown just constantly pushing me. You know trying to get me to the next level, trying to get me to be the best player I could be. You know, I, I owe him a lot for where I am right now. And, you know, it was a, it was a great experience, you know, up there in Massachusetts and Worcester, just, you know, yeah. grinding it out. Hato town. We went out oh, here yeah. in Mass. <laughs> for, for those of you don't know, Malcolm went to Holy Cross in college where he was third team, all Patriot League his junior year and second team, all Patriot League your senior year. So after the Holy Cross, after your college experience, you ended up going to Maine, signing mm-hmm. with the D League team, then D League team, now G League team. But going to Maine, oh, how yeah. was that? How was that, man? Because uh, Maine is part of the Boston Celtics organization, which is their their under team for Boston Celtics. So mm-hmm. I remember you were always said that you got a chance to work out with Boston guys, work out with the team, kind of go back and forth. How was, how was that? How was all that? That whole process was actually pretty cool. You know, I have a lot of respect for the Celtics and the organization, you know, just knowing everybody there now, it was, it was, it was a great feel. So I was on the uh, training camp roster, you know, the whole media day thing, the whole practice thing, and, you know, just getting to know the team. And then I think I got in one preseason game. And then it was like a couple, a couple games after that, we ended up getting waived as a group of us and going down to the G League. But I mean, I, I feel like that G League team was pretty special because, you know, we played together, which was rare for the D League back then to like have a team that was, you know, fully invested into sharing the ball and like everyone looking good. But we were one of those few teams. I think we finished like top top in our division or conference or something. But it was a great experience, you know, just really you know, going from the NBA, like training camp squad to there and just like learning as much as I can in that whole span while playing against like a bunch of different high level college players that I'd been watching on TV. So it was a it was an awesome experience, you know, a good learning experience and uh, a great start to my career, I would say. I have to stop you real quick because you said something about uh, media day and 
the media day after I got waived by Detroit, the next year I signed a kind of a partial guarantee, just a training camp deal. And then I was expect to go down to play with Orlando Magic's uh, D-League team, which was Erie Bayhawks. But we still had mm-hmm. to do media day with uh, Orlando. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was as uncomfortable for you as it was for me, but they had us like, you know, posed in the pictures. They had all the, the, everybody on the team basically had their own stations to go to. Me, at that time, it was Seth Curry and Drew Crawford. We were just kind of the guys in the background, just like, where do we go? Oh, you want us here? Okay. This, this picture? Okay. Uh, any, anything else? Yeah. No? Okay, nothing. All right. And we just, just stood around in the background for the whole time. It was just as uncomfortable for you as it was for me. Yo, get this. My first media day was with the Lakers that just won the NBA championship. So they're all taking pictures with the, like the Larry O'Brien trophy. And I'm like, just kind of stay There's pictures of me in, in the media day, just from like people taking, taking shots of us just standing in the background, looking awkward. Like it was terrible. <laughs> that was, that was really tough. But Malcolm, it's really cool to hear, <laughs> hear such positive stories about the, the D league and the G league experience, because you hear a lot of times how much of a grind it is and how tough it is. And a lot of times guys go into that with the wrong mentality. And there's so, I know a ton of people that have gone through the D league, when I played, it was the D League, now the G League, and taking a lot from it. It sounds like you took a lot from it, and that's also a testament to, to who you are and, and what makes you the player that you are and just someone that's going to continue to do great great things on and off the court. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some rough D League slash G League stories and situations where, you know, it's not the right fit, it's not the right team, and a lot of selfish selfishness going on but I would say luckily I'm very fortunate that I was on a team that wasn't like that I mean similar to overseas experience everyone everyone's got a different story you know some some experiences are great and then you got some real terrible experiences that like people are just like yeah it almost made me want to stop <laughs> right well speaking of your overseas experiences man after you left after Maine you ended up joining Albert Berlin, where you teamed up with the GOAT, Tony, and I, <laughs> here, here in Berlin. And explain to people kind of what was your thought process on coming over to Europe and signing with Berlin? Um, originally, I was, you know, a little upset because I thought the uh, G League thing was going to work out. I was doing well. The team was talking to me, you know, very positive manner about you know call-ups next season all that type of stuff so when it came when nothing really came out of it I was you know of course a little disappointed but at the same time I was just like hey I'm still playing professional basketball at a high level and it's going to be in the Bundesliga which is a it was just a good league like it's a a great basketball league so you know I was I was pretty excited once I got out there you know living on my own for once and I would have to say that playing and living in Berlin really helped me like just grow up as a as a man you know I had great teammates I had all you guys there didn't help that in the first month or preseason game I ended up breaking my wrist because Peyton wanted me to bang on somebody (laughs) it was a great set of passes it was a great set of passes (laughs) I remember in Turkey that was yeah in Turkey man I was so ready to take off on him and that guy was not having it at all so (laughs) But yeah, bouncing back from that injury, you know, it was it was it was it was a solid experience, you know, just just really growing up and playing with you guys and 
the Captain Canada, Carl English, and, and <laughs> Paul, and all those guys. You know, it was, it was it was awesome. Minus a couple, you know, coaching problems. Yeah, we we talked a little bit about um, the coaching situation. We've, <laughs> I mean, but overall, it was a good good time, man. We yeah, we, we definitely had fun throughout that year. For the listeners, something that I like to talk about Malcolm is. Malcolm is one of the few, the only people I know who took German, Deutsch, as a foreign <laughs> language in school. So he was pretty prepared to come out. <laughs> Even I didn't know that. that was, yeah, it was ridiculous. I ended up taking one year of it with a couple of my teammates because a bunch of other classes were just like filled up. Like we wanted to get, we didn't want to do Spanish because like they would have placed us in like an advanced class. And then we were trying to do like sign language, you know, screw it. Let's just do German and see what happens. And <laughs> I ended up being able to use it out there so much and everyone out there loved it so much. It was all, it was actually like perfect. I was like, what are the chances? Oh man. So, Hey, I also have one more great story for the listeners about being out here in Berlin with, with all three of us. So for the listeners, you all know that by now, Tony is a huge Patriots fan. <laughs> yeah. Myself, I am a huge Seahawks fan. No. And Malcolm no. is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. No, no. <laughs> three, three different teams, three different guys. <laughs> love, love football. Our, our year, we got the great opportunity to watch the New England versus Falcons Super Bowl. Yeah. We all went to Tone's house and we all hung out. Yeah. Remind you, in Germany, you know, the game's already late in the States, but in Germany, it's even later since we're six hours ahead. So it was around like two o'clock, one, two o'clock in the morning. We're all sitting in Tony's house. Tony has his New England Patriots flag hanging. He has his <laughs> Patriots jersey on, his gloves laid out, his scarf his laid out. Um, he had his. <laughs> he had his son who was nine nine, nine months two. old almost two yeah he was nine months old somewhere <laughs> <laughs> he had him in his patriots onesie <laughs> and they were getting destroyed the patriots were getting destroyed in the first half to the point where tony woke up his son changed him into a different onesie Changed his jersey. <laughs> this is all facts. Hey, changed his gloves. Made his wife go change her jersey. <laughs> this is how diehard Patriots fan he is. And this yes. is how much Malcolm really hates the Patriots. Malcolm had <laughs> the biggest grin on his face. But we're at Tony's house. Tony's hosting us. So Malcolm didn't really want to say anything too much. There were, but... there were several threats at me for making any noise <laughs> if anyone were to score. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, I know you live downstairs. <laughs> happily go back downstairs if I hear any Patriot slander. Ma Malcolm almost got kicked out probably six times. <laughs> oh, yeah, multiple times. For sure. And anyway, I always love talking about that because <laughs> I have video proof of Tony running around the house at four o'clock in the morning, waking everybody up. Once the Patriots ended up coming back, my guy Malcolm stormed off. Luckily, the next year Philly won. Where no, 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 we're talking about, about the Philly that. special, so, you know, the Philly special where they came back. And they, they beat, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, a certain team, 
So we all have a circle here where it all all comes together. <laughs> One team beat another. Right, another right. Another. <laughs> that was so a riot. That was our, our good times we had in Berlin together. Um, I don't. If the Pats ended up losing that game, I don't know if I'd even be here. Yeah, that's right one now. thing I have to say. Like it was, we were a pretty close knit team. Oh no. yeah, <laughs> there'd be no conversations about this in good spirits if 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 that loss had happened. Absolutely <laughs> not. So Malcolm, you are actually you're going to go down in the the history books as the first ever two way contract player. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I signed, I think I did sign the very first two-way contract. It happened almost immediately after I came from Berlin. I went to a free agent camp with the Raptors and um, it was, it was a very good camp. And this is the, around the time where two ways were being announced. So on the way to summer league, very first day of summer league, I ended up signing the two-way contract, like right on the spot, as soon as we landed. Will you uh, elaborate just uh, for people that don't understand what a two-way contract is? What did it mean when you signed that? The two-way contract was a new thing back then. And it was really just splitting time between the G League, now called G League, and the uh, NBA. So you would get 45 days max in the NBA, um, increase in pay, but you're still technically playing most of your games in the G League. So, I mean, it was a, it was a different way to try to get exposure to, you know, different players while not changing the makeup of a roster too much, you know, slightly increasing the total roster to like 17. So it was, and I think it was pretty successful. You know, you see two ways playing in the NBA now, you know, util, getting utilized, getting their, you know, chances, getting their looks and everything. And now teams are even starting to instill two-way coaches, am I right? That'll travel with players yeah. back and forth. Yep. So it's, it's really... It's really, you know, finding that in-between ground for, you know, players, coaches, and finding a different way to connect the G League to the NBA a little bit more. It's really cool. That's, and it's really cool that you were the first ever player to sign that. You're an innovator. Speaking of the two-way deal, while you were down there playing in Toronto, uh, we do a segment, the EuroLeague Roundup. A former teammate of yours, Jordan Yeah, Boyd. no, it was, it, was, it was pretty dope. And then being able to, you know, get my NBA games in from that. So we do like the EuroLeague Roundup where we talk about the EuroLeague, what happened. So a former teammate of yours who were down there also in a two-way, Jordan Lloyd, just had mm -hmm. a monster game for um, Red Star where he went off for 30 points. Yep. You played alongside him. Does that surprise you at all? Does that shock you that he went crazy like that? No, not at all. I mean, I've been watching Jay Lloyd who for like two years and like he's, you know, coming from D2, you know, that doesn't matter. As we know, if you can, in this league and all these leagues, if you can hoop, you can hoop. And he's, he's a great player. And like, he learned a lot during that championship run with us, with the Raptors and everything. Like he got his ring. Like he was, he has all the experience of an NBA championship and being on an NBA championship team. So he understands all like the little plays and things that you need to make. So seeing, seeing him drop 30 like that in, in, the, in a big game, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's more to come. Like he's a, he's a certified scorer. Yeah. impressed me. So I was, you know, I saw him a little bit last year with Valencia when he first came mm -hmm. over to your league and he came off the bench, but he was that, you know, that burst of uh, scoring for them. 
but mm-hmm. now he has his own team and now he's kind of like the leader of the team. So it, uh, it didn't really surprise me, but it was, he went off and I remember he went off. playing with you. Yep. And that, that's one of, that's one of my guys. And also on that team is, uh, Corey Walden, who was actually one of the, you know, my Boston Celtics training camp invites that I played in Maine with. So it's good to see all, all my old teammates, you know, thriving and playing well everywhere in the world and at a high level. That's really, that's really cool, man. I actually talked to Mark Gasol not long ago. Uh, I was in camp with him in Memphis a long oh, time okay. ago. I'm old, I'm old, so a long time ago. <laughs> I was like, hold on. <laughs> you were like, wait a minute, Mark was in Memphis? <laughs> But now he's at Mark is a great Mark's yeah, a great I was like, Hold on, let me count this out real quick. <laughs> but it's funny how small the basketball world is, just connected in so many ways. And I was talking to Mark a little bit about you. We're going to have him on the show you know, probably in a couple months or whatever, whenever it's good with him. But he was just raved about your work ethic, just your pros pro. And I told him, yeah, he had a great veteran leader in Alba Berlin that <laughs> showed him the ropes. Peyton. Sure, for sure. No, yeah, Mark is definitely, definitely my guy too. You know, such a, such a skilled big man. When you talk about skill wise and like just making the right plays, being able to pass, being able to shoot, being able to finish in the post and just pass again. Like he's, he's like the favorite big man that any guard could want to play with. But uh, yeah, all those practice runs and everything with him were, were great. And, you know, he's a professional himself and just a, a great teammate we uh down in um the bubble when we were taking our trips to when we were in naples to the gym and stuff he was my uh partner in the car so you know we'd always you know talk about stuff talk about like how we thought the bubble was going to work and stuff like that so you know it's, it's great to hear that he's going to be able to you know go back home and continue playing so yeah i'm more than happy more than happy for Mark. great he's a great dude really yeah, really good dude sure. so malcolm you got a chance to with that Toronto team, do you ever get a chance to match up against Kawhi in practice? Anything that you learn from him? His because I know uh, Clint Parks, who's was Kawhi's former trainer, who trained him, and mm-hmm. he just raves about Kawhi's work ethic, how smart he is on the court, um, how serious and all business he is. Can you anything from you from actually being able to practice against them, playing alongside of them, and Anything that you learned from him? Um, yeah, so actually I had a shoulder injury for a majority of that season. So I didn't really end up getting into, you know, onto the team until like, you know, February-ish after I recovered from my shoulder. But even, and so at that time, practice was at a low. So yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't do too much live practice, but still seeing his work ethic and, you know, coming in every day, seeing him get his shots up, seeing him get his lifts in and everything, no complaints. Like, you know, when you're on the floor, keeping it all serious. And when you're off the floor, really just, you know, being chill, being fun and just a fun guy and uh, really just being able to hang out. And I would have to say during a lot of the uh, the championship run and stuff, you know, going down 0-1 to Orlando, going down 0-2 to Milwaukee, like he was that that voice of stability, that voice of reason, you know, let us know, like, you know, it's, it's the first of four games. We take it one game at a time, you know, we ain't lose like three games in a row the whole season. So he was like, don't worry about it. Like we're going to bounce back. Everyone stay focused. So, you know, being able to learn from him was, was amazing. And, you know, trying to emulate his game, a couple of things, you know, picking up tidbits here and there, of course it's difficult because he's Kawhi and his mid range is 
you know, automatic, robotic, and his ball handling strength. Like he's a he's in a league of his own up there. But you know, learning as much as I can from a player like that is 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 amazing. No, he's definitely a, a layup for his mid range shot, and he gets right. to wherever he wants to go. And he definitely he's definitely proven that. <laughs> yeah. You guys win the championship that year. How did you celebrate? Oh. <laughs> oh, this is a this is a story. So it's it's a bit of it was probably one of the better weeks of my life. <laughs> yes. We ended up going to uh Vegas right after we won, which was, you know, pretty dope as a team. So we stayed in um San Fran for the night, then we went to Vegas. And then, you know, partying, having fun, enjoying it in Vegas. And then from there, we ended up taking uh, Drake's plane to L.A. and just going out to L.A. to hang out and everything. And then (laughs) we come back home, still more parties. And then finally, the next day is the parade, which was ridiculous. You know, three million plus people. The bus tour was, you know, maybe half a mile, it was only supposed to take about two hours, but there was so many people and so much crowding that it ended up taking like five hours. So it was just, it was just like day by day by day. It was just like a new experience, something new to remember and just like cherish because, you know, it was amazing. Like there's no, there's nothing that I can say besides like, it was just an amazing experience from winning it all the way to like, a week or two after when I finally got home and got to rest. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, bet man. you that that's uh, that's one of those things that probably still doesn't feel real. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have pictures on my phone and I'm like, wow, like that really <laughs> did happen. Like there was really just a sea of endless people in any direction, like during the parade, like just up and down the street, every intersection. It was just like, all you could see is just people. It's, it's hard to fathom now, especially with COVID around, that that many people were in one area. That's, that's so cool, man. Sure. So what's what's next for Malcolm? What's next on the plate? Um, so approaching uh, free agency. So, you know, really just, you know, seeing, what, seeing what's happening with the team and what my options are across the board and, you know, really finding, finding more of a chance to, you know, establish and prove myself as an NBA player. Um, I would have to say the more most minutes and like really showing I got was, you know, my two way season and then the injury in my second year in the NBA, you know, kind of kind of slowed me down because I came in when the team was already on a roll and on that championship run and everything. And then this final season, you know, there wasn't as much opportunity or minutes as I wanted. So really just continued to work, continuing to grind. Like, as I told you guys, I got several workouts after this throughout the whole week, just trying to you know, get myself to a better position and be able to help the team, whatever team that may be, you know, just trying to hoop as much as I can and as long as possible. Malcolm, we appreciate you being on with us. Before we let you go, we always ask our guests something about themselves. For the listeners, do you have any hidden talents that people that might know you, don't know you, that you have that you would like to share besides you speaking German? (laughs) (laughs) Hidden talents, hidden talents. Um, I don't know, I can juggle. (laughs) And I also play the piano. You play play the the piano? piano? That's probably a little more of a talent than juggling. Is that how you won won Dana over? 
it is not. I actually started during quarantine, like seriously learning how to play the piano, and it's oh, been a, like a daily grind. And now, like, I'm actually pretty decent at playing the piano. That's impressive. That's that really, really, really cool. Me to learn, learn how to play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna tell you guys. Thank, what I thank God for the quarantine. For oh yeah, what'd you use quarantine for? I became an avid football card collector. My wife hates it. Oh. <laughs> That's dope. No, it's kind of cool. I got a collection. It's cool. I got a lot of autograph cards. <laughs> nice, nice. My, That's wife is, cool. my wife is not proud of that. <laughs> She's not happy. But Malcolm, man, we really appreciate you taking your time out of your day and your free agency to get on here and chop it up with with both of us. Obviously, we both miss you, man. Lifelong friends and brothers, we appreciate you, and we wish you the best of luck in the free agency. We're both excited to to see what's next for for you. And I appreciate you guys. As you know, I always, I'm always keeping up with you guys. You know, we we had a strong bond out in Germany from eating out at Supreme all the time to going to different uh, food places and stuff like that. So, and talking fantasy football. So it's always good <laughs> talking to you guys. Always appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Malcolm Miller. What more can you say about him? One of the classiest, most intelligent funniest chill laid back dudes that uh Peyton and I both got the chance to play with obviously him taking the time out of his uh free agency period to get on here and chop it up with us was a blessing and we really appreciate that so to all you listeners we really appreciate you guys tuning in and we hope that you'll subscribe like give us some feedback we are always taking feedback and, and trying to learn and get better and give you guys stuff that you enjoy listening to so please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell an aunt to tell a sister to tell a brother's friend to like subscribe do all that stuff but again we appreciate you guys and we will look forward to seeing you next week peace also everybody we are available on apple itunes spotify anchor everything so like tony said Leave a five-star review, leave a comment, leave a post on who you guys would like us to interview in the future. And we love you. Peace. And wear your masks. <laughs>